I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Uh, today's a special one for a couple of reasons. One, uh, this is the 100th episode, uh, which is pretty cool. I didn't really think that that was going to be a thing maybe when I started this whole thing. Um, and, and most importantly with me today, as you can see, this is not a split screen. We are awkwardly sitting next to each other in our large capital t-shirts, but uh, this is my amazing wife, Casey. Um, Hi. So for the 50th episode, I did a, a me episode. And so today what I want to do is kind of interview, talk to Casey about what this is, journey into real estate has been like for her. Um, and another thing I'm going to start on this episode as a, a new and exciting thing is to just to say, hey, if you guys like this podcast, um, please go ahead and uh, subscribe, like, comment, uh, follow, any any and all of the above on whatever platforms you listen to it really helps the reach of the podcast. So if you can do that, leave a review, uh, it would be great. Uh, I would really appreciate it. Anyway, moving on. Um, so as I said, this is Casey. Uh, why don't we start with, well, how I started with every other guest. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell people about your background, the maybe the before me. The pre-you, John. Yeah, and then we can, you know, kind of, I guess, tell them our story a little bit. But um, but yeah, tell, tell us your background. Okay. Uh, I'm from a small town called Concord, North Carolina, um, just outside of Charlotte. I grew up there and um, until basically, you know, went to school, high school, went to college at NC State, go Wolfpack. Um, and then after school, I decided I didn't really know what to do with my bachelor's in animal science degree because I didn't want to go to vet school. Um, so I wasn't really sure what to do at that point. So some people I worked with at the um, NC State Veterinary Hospital um, were registered veterinary technicians. So I decided to give that a shot. So I had been in the animal field. It was my first and only job really I've ever had. Um, I started there when I was 15 cleaning kennels um, and then kind of worked my way up in the hospitals and um, so after college, after my bachelor's, I decided to go to get an associate's degree in um, animal technology, basically to become a registered veterinary technician and finished that in 2008 and met this guy. And so um, I was working at a practice in Charlotte, um, just out of, out of school. I hadn't been there for very long and he showed up. So we met, but I... I, at that point, before I met him, had basically found the job that I loved. I was a um, vet tech at a specialty clinic in the surgery department, um, doing, you know, prepping patients for surgery, running anesthesia, taking x-rays, 
um, doing a lot of client communication, um, a lot, a lot, a lot of long hours and late nights and on call. But despite that, it was just, I don't know, I loved it. I, it was something I just couldn't get enough of at the time. And I have since been happy to give up some of those long hours. Um, but so we met in 2008, we were working for the same company, but different offices. And I still remember the day you showed up and you walked in the building. I had more hair. <laughs> was, uh, yeah, probably wouldn't have had the same reaction at this point, but yeah, I had more hair then. You did, and that's okay. Uh, we were both a lot younger then, so it's okay. Um, so we met, started dating pretty shortly after that. And uh, we stayed in Charlotte till 2011. Then we moved to Charleston, South Carolina, which is a beautiful place to live. Um, and more probably a beautiful place to visit. I think we we figured yeah. at the time. We, we both, we, not to interrupt, but no. we, yeah, we had, uh, we had bought a house there. That's true, I forgot that part. Been, been going and renovating it on the weekends because we had been visiting Charleston so much, about a four hour drive from Charlotte. We had been visiting on the weekends a lot and really loved the city from a tourist standpoint, I think, you know, just uh, beautiful beaches, uh, amazing charming restaurants, town. charming town, that sort of thing. And then, yes, and then we moved there um, and and maybe, maybe long story short, discovered that it was a better place to visit than it was necessarily to live, at least for us and what we wanted out of, you know, out of life. Um, out of work life, especially. Yeah, but, but also uh, met some, some, really really amazing friends there so uh that, that there's i think my point is that there's no like i don't regret oh, any move. of the any of the moves that we've made so go ahead sorry no it's okay carry on yeah sorry just interject whenever um so we lived there for we lived there until january of 2013 in which time we moved to houston texas another move um i was you know, having grown up kind of in the South and close to my family and kind of a small town, it was kind of a, a big, scary move for me, but, uh, I turned she out, cried. I did, I cried kind of a lot in the beginning, <laughs> but that's okay. I, I loved Houston in the end and I still sometimes miss Houston. Um, just a really nice place to live. Lots of things to do. I thought it was much better for us from a work standpoint. We were busy and it was a more enjoyable work environment. And then someone has always wanted to live on the West Coast in California in sunny weather because he hates the cold. So um, his best friend Reed had told him that there was a job opening out here. So we were in Texas for three years. And then all the while, I forgot to mention, we're renovating a house. Um, I was going to get to that part. Yeah. <laughs> And so he decided he wanted, you know, we decided we'd make the move to California, to Los Angeles. And, but we still had a house that was literally in shambles in the midst of a remodel, like a complete remodel. So he moved out here in June. No, I'm sorry. I moved out here in June of 2016. He I moved, moved in, in December, 2015. Yeah, December of 15. So we had about six months that we were living apart I was staying there to kind of manage the construction while he was here working. Um, he would he would come back to Houston once a month, 
for a week. It was exhausting because we did nothing but work while he was there. Um, so I had a very like love hate relationship with your visits at that point. <laughs> I was yep. happy to see you, but exhausted right. and tired also happy for me to leave by the end of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just a lot of stress and anxiety, but the house turned out beautifully and it was worth it in the end. Um, so we, then I moved out here in June of 2016, also not excited about living in Los Angeles. It took me quite a while to kind of warm up to the idea. Um, but now I've, I've come to appreciate it, the wonderful weather. Um, and we've just really had a much different work environment, been able to do the mobile stuff, which has been mobile surgery, which has been really nice to have the control over on work schedules, but it means he works all the time. Um, so we've kind of had to work with that challenge all again while remodeling another house. And now in the past three years, we've had two kids. So, oh, and you started the real estate business. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So, um, so it's been, oh, and the pandemic. So that's been fun. Um, to say the last two years have been challenging is, is an understatement, but it's been, it's been a ride. <laughs> you say it like it's over. <laughs> it's at least calmer. I think yeah. at least we're not, you know, we don't have a move on the horizon. We don't have a house that's in shambles or, you know, in, in remodel mode. We're at least like, I feel like, Yes, there's work chaos, but our house is done. We're settled and and it's going well as far as that's concerned. So that's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Casey sort of glossed over some of the, since this is a real estate inspired podcast, she glossed over some of the real estate that we were doing prior to getting out here. And, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, I, I a lot of people ask me, oh, you know, when I talk about real estate now, like, when did you become a real estate investor? And I'm like, oh, 2020. No, been doing it for, I mean, before before I even met her, I've been doing this. I, I bought my first house that I was a live-in, live-in flip and live-in reno and flip in uh, 2000. So um, it's been, it's been, a, I've been doing this forever because I, see the value of taking a house that has been neglected and turning it into something nice to live in and beautiful and all of that. Um, I just never looked at it as real estate investing. There's a lot of talk out in the world about house hacking, which is essentially just having a roommate or having a multifamily, you know, home and, and letting people live in the other units. I've done all of those things, but I just never thought of it as real estate investing. I thought of it as living, surviving. I didn't, didn't have the money to not do those things. So it was kind of like I had that very first house I bought, had roommates. I've, we roommate. in the house we live right now had a roommate until we had kids. Now we have two tiny roommates, but it's just been, it, it's been something that, that, you know, sort of I've always done. And I guess now I've dropped, dragged, dragged Casey into it, but, but I love uh, it now too, it's, so. it's something that, you know, we, we, we look at houses and, you know, we're not really, we're not trying to move right now, but you know, when we, when we would look at houses, uh, it would be, you know, she would say, look at this, this is beautiful. And I would say, look at this, it's terrible and half the price and we can turn it into that and make money on it. So it was kind of always that, uh, that that's been the mentality for me. And, and, and we've, 
and we've done it ourselves, right? It's been, you know, we're, we're uh, this room that we're recording in renovated ourselves that this is all this stuff, you know, the, the shiplap and the, all of it's been hung by, by us. So the always done it ourselves. So I guess the, the really, you know, getting in, getting into real estate, what changed in 2020 is turning into a business, yes. right. And not just turn, not just doing our own like DIY work and, and whatever, which, which I still, when the kids get a little bit older, I still really want them to be involved in. We can go flip houses. And I think it will be, I'm sure that they will get a blast, have a blast swinging a sledgehammer and smashing down some walls. So um, definitely on, on the, on the horizon, but, but from a, uh, maybe fun, fun educational <laughs> perspective right. for the kids, not so much uh, because we have to. So, um, so yeah, you know, you talked about sort of your, I, I, this, I wanted to touch on too. You talked about your, your, you know, your first job, your, your, you, you're clearly very passionate about what you do and right. did in, in veterinary medicine as a, as a technician. And I just want people to understand that she doesn't make a lot of money. No, this is nobody does like, that's not, that's not how veterinary medicine works. And that's a big part of why we want this company to be successful is to help other people in the veterinary community because it's a passion. It's a, it's a career of built on passion because people really want to help animals. They really want to help pets, uh, help people take care of their pets. They really want to advance the science behind it. Like it's, literally zero people are like, I'm going to get rich being a veterinarian. That's never, ever a consideration. Like my, I'm not sure if I ever talked about this on the podcast before, but my, my uncle who was like my idol growing up and I, and he taught me so much. He taught me my work ethic. Logan's middle name is, is <laughs> James because of him. Like my uncle, before I went to vet school said, don't go to vet, don't go to vet school. I've seen the cars that are parked in that parking lot. There are no nice cars. And I didn't believe him and I, and I, or I didn't listen to him. I guess I believed there were no nice cars, but I didn't care. Uh, but he's a hundred percent right that those vets aren't making a lot of money. So he, when he said that he wasn't, you know, trying to squish my dreams, he just being, being practical. Um, so that, that is the reality of the veterinary world. Uh, and that, that's not necessarily what we, what we are here to talk about today, but I think it's an important point in that, you know, I, you know, still, even still to this day, despite being largely removed from working because of now you are raising two humans, it's, uh, it, it's clearly something that, that people are passionate about. And so that is why there is a high burnout, fatigue, suicide rate in veterinary medicine, because everybody in there is going on passion. Mm -hmm. certainly not going on the money. amount of money they're taking home at the end of the day and Benefit. you know the, the technician right right the, the the it's it's not like it's not like these other you know sort of high income jobs that you hear about with like you know stock traders things like that people like that work crazy amount of hours but also they're making a ton of money and so they continue that this is just truly like a passion a passion industry For sure. um but anyway so that could be its own podcast in and of itself, but the, 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 at least that's so good to do that with you though. Right. So, yeah. So now we have, um, you know, we basically 
when in 2020, <laughs> right when the pandemic was starting and we had a just over a year old son, I thought what wouldn't what would be a better idea than hey, let's start a real estate business on top of my job and our mobile sur surgery service. Right. So yeah. um yeah, it makes it makes total sense. Right. Especially when I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> Zero. It's still, <laughs> I know still questionable. Now. Yeah, still Some questionable. Some days I listen more than others. Yeah. But so a lot more now. We so that so that's I mean, I guess like if you list them on paper, what has happened since 2020? Well, we had a pandemic. We had uh we started Lark Capital, the shirt. Uh we started this I'm business. Okay. Yeah. As I've said before, this is Logan. Ava, Reed, Casey. So all the important people in my life made this. That's why this. I, I don't have. I don't have a passion for birds. I have. <laughs> I have. I have a passion for real estate and 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 the people that that are important to me. So that that is where the name came from. Um, Jay doesn't fit very nicely into very many words. So we don't want to be jerk capital. That wouldn't be great. Yeah, we at the actually at the time we didn't have an A. We had we that was had, the A that was the A in Jason or Bellara, yeah. however you want to say it. But then uh when we had our, our daughter, we named her Ava because it needed she needed to be to fit into uh the, the vision of Lark. He pigeonholed me into four letters that her name could start with. Oh, that's a pretty good selection. Yeah. Um, but and, and and now she's she's perfect little Ava. But but so anyway, since 2020, pandemic started the real estate business. Uh Ava was born in um 2020. Yeah, 2021. Um a few things happen. Um also what has happened during that time is the our mobile surgery business has grown quite a bit. So mm -hmm. uh, we work six days a week, take take Sundays off as a family day yeah. um, most of the time. We don't do six days on the mobile. You work six I, days Well, yes, a week. I work six days a week, but but you've got the kids in the, all the days. I so. work 24-7. <laughs> Is really yes. what we're talking yes. about. Yes, being being a mom, being a mom is is the hardest job of them all. But uh, not to toot my own horn or anything. We have, so we have a lot going on. Lots of people yeah. have a lot going on. It's not we're not like unique in that. How, uh, however, what what I mainly wanted to talk about in this podcast today is you know kind of what that has meant to you. So I've talked a lot about it. I guess of what it has been has it meant to me. And so, you know, we, uh, it's, it's been a busy time. So yes. I guess maybe, you know, as you mentioned, when this started, you had no idea what I was talking about. I, I uh, didn't know what a syndication was. Yeah. Um, Truth be told, I didn't really know what I was talking <laughs> about either. right at the very beginning either. I, I did a lot of education and, and got a mentor to, to really figure it out. But, um, but yes, I, I, I think uh, one of the one of the best things about I think our relationship is that, and you can tell me if you disagree. I'm I'm the dreamer. Yeah, and I'm the dream squisher. And the, yeah. 
<laughs> some, would, some would say realist some would say dream crusher but we yeah. but no she, she uh she i think I, I but i say that and i say that in jest because i do think that okay. you have always <laughs> maybe given me uh a shocking amount of <laughs> leeway <laughs> to figure these things out so um i do i do appreciate that very much yeah. and i i think that uh it's been important i that's how we work i think i when when this all started i think i i thought maybe you would be more involved in in the real estate stuff mostly because i was excited about it and thought it would be yeah. cool for us to to do together and and when we've done the the house you know the house our re renovations and things like that you've always been been a big part of it so like i guess i kind of thought well, this would be like that, but it's, it's nothing like that. Yeah. Um, which is fine. It's just a different, and, and, and in some ways, maybe in some ways, maybe it's good because, you know, we're, it, it can be run more like a business in that ultimately can work to the space of hiring people and, and sort of delegating a lot of what I'm doing yeah. now, but, but in the beginning, that's, that's not it. And so, uh, maybe, maybe talk about, I don't know. Talk about what the last two years has been like to you. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I was, I didn't, I didn't understand what he was talking about. I didn't get it because I understood residential remodels, flipping and that sort of thing. Like he said, quote unquote house hacking. I understood that. I had no idea how the commercial space worked. And so when he first started talking about it, I was like, okay, sure. Whatever whatever, because I, you know, want to support his dreams and I didn't get it. And probably sometimes, probably more than sometimes, I'm not always the best listener or the most supportive about it, admittedly, because A, I don't understand it. And B, it has just been chaos. You know, we had, when he started, we had a just over a one-year-old and then um we potty trained him and then I got pregnant and then I was pregnant and had a not a particularly pleasant pregnancy the second time around so I just felt like as on a selfish level had a lot on my plate and so trying to learn about what he was doing and all of these new words that I didn't understand and lots of math which if you know me that's not my thing um so He's true story. Yeah, he's throwing around true a lot story. of numbers, and I'm just like, okay, mm -hmm, sure, smile and nod. Um, so it was hard, and I think, you know, obviously, other than the challenges that come with being new parents, you know, with babies and young kids, and the challenges that, that presents, like here he was doing a new, taking on more work um, and time away from us you know, potentially, I mean, he didn't do a lot of travel that first year because of COVID, but he has been traveling. So, I mean, admittedly, I've had a, I've had a struggle with it and I try very hard to put my own feelings aside to be supportive of what he's doing, because I, I do believe in what he's doing and support what he's doing. It's just, sometimes I have to get out of my own way and like, remember the end game and know that he is working just an exorbitant amount of time right now, knowing that, you know, in, I don't know, three to five years, this will be a completely different 
um, lifestyle change, maybe is the right word, um, for us, where he'll have more time at home with the kids and me, and we'll have some time to travel and just spend more time together. Like, I think that, you know, we don't get a lot of time, um, a lot of family time now, as he said, you know, he works six days a week, pretty much most weeks. So, um, and then he's been traveling. So it has been challenging. Um, but I have, I've learned a lot about commercial real estate. Um, I've learned about, you know, working with, you know, listening to him talk to his, his business partners and, um, you know, man, how to manage these other properties and things like that. So it's, it is a lot of what we did with the houses. I, I did manage a lot of the construction and the trades and whatnot with our home remodels, but this is on a much, much larger level. Yeah. So it's been, it's been fun. It's been frustrating. It's been challenging. It's been, uh, interest like interesting it's been a learning experience so I do think I think it was the right choice I still wonder if the timing was right but <laughs> because the timing's of, never right <laughs> because the of what was you right. know COVID and young kids and whatnot so yeah. it, but I get it and and I think that this was I support him I believe him he asked me things sometimes like do you think I can do this or do you think I should do this I'm like carry on I trust you. Yeah. You can make these decisions and um, I'll support you. And he's never steers us wrong. So um. I guess, I guess maybe I get some leeway for having a little bit of a track record on yeah. that. You know what you're doing. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's, um, I will say when you take on something, he goes all in, there's no halfway, there's no like half-ass, excuse me. Um, he just really head first, all in, does something. And so that's why I knew that he would figure it out and he would do it and he would be successful because that's what he does. He doesn't like to be bad at things. So he learns how to be good at things, whatever it is he does, except plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> except plumbing. That's the thing. That's why they have plumbers because yeah. that was one I could never figure out. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. I, I think. Um, the, a, a lot of that is, uh, you know, it, there's, I, there's a lot of, you hear a lot of people like on other podcasts out, uh, like there are different, there are different um, dynamics between couples in, you know, and then there, there are some that uh, their husband or wife is, is like their business partner. Um, and then there are others that the, uh, are, are like Casey and, and just, just really super supportive, but maybe not so involved in, in the business on the day to day anyway. Uh, but I would say probably the third option being not being supportive is not really an option in the sense that I think that those, those couples just wouldn't make it through this. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like there isn't, and I, I mean, like we have, you know, we talked about like when we did the, the house in Houston and I was living here and I mean, we, we've done some, some uh, <laughs> challenging, had some, some challenging times. And I, I think this one, certainly the last two years has been the most challenging, right. 
and in 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 a lot of reasons, you know, with the pandemic being, you know, maybe central to that in the sense that, but we, you know, we couldn't travel, but you need to travel. Like it, it's just kind of like, and I, I didn't, I didn't ever want to put, I didn't ever want to put the family, uh, family safety. Uh, that that could never be. That always had to be top priority, and so mm-hmm. it, like, I didn't travel until I, I was vaccinated and. Yeah. Like after, like it just wasn't, it wasn't an option and which, you know, and, and I think you, and I understand this, you're like, there's a lot of travel and, you know, you're working a lot, you're not doing, and it's like, and then the flip side to that is, and and I'm not saying this to complain, I'm saying like, I assume other people are going through these same things, but there's a lot of things that I don't do that would potentially like help with, you know networking relationship that right. that sort of thing like that would potentially really help the business but but at some point you know my my goal in all this has always always been to create more time to be able to spend with family knowing that that's not going to happen immediately yeah. but but ultimately i i didn't want i didn't want these next 3 to 5 years to end up being like, I don't see you guys for three years with the hope that right. <laughs> I'm like, maybe, maybe that means our business grows slower and that's fine. I'm fine with that. So I do, uh, I try to be, you know, around as much as, as possible. And, and, and I may not always take it well, but I appreciate when you tell me that I'm not being present because I, I don't want, I don't want to be that way. So okay. I think that there's, I think we've learned a lot. Um, yeah, oh, for sure. in how to how to manage life like ju- I being a parent is hard anyway but like right. I, you said the timing wasn't right like I truly believe the timing's never right like yeah. the timing I could we could argue that the timing wasn't right to have to have a second kid a second kid or even the first kid or what like yeah you just like it's never it wasn't the right time to move to California, but in the long run, it has actually worked out really well for us. Like, uh, it's just like, I don't know. And, and that's to me, the reason I'm harping on this is, is mainly because it's a, it's a good metaphor for a lot of people are waiting for the right time to get started in real estate. They're waiting for, and I, and I mean, right now is a perfect, perfect example. Like the, uh, because of the talk of interest rates rising, not the talk of it, it's actually happening. Interest rates are rising. People are maybe in a little bit of panic mode. And I think that that is actually going to create opportunity for those of us that don't panic. Mm -hmm. And I think that I don't think I'm good at a lot of things necessarily, but I'm pretty darn good at not panicking. It's true. That is... (laughs) That is maybe oddly calm sometimes. So it, yeah. it's a uh, frustratingly so sometimes. Yeah. So I, I think that, and I think that comes from being a surgeon that, that yes. I'm not not panicking. Uh, panic in panic in the OR doesn't serve anyone. Not a bit. And so I firmly believe, like you hold yourself together until everything is back on track, and then 
maybe you panic afterward, <laughs> have a little bit of a, um, yeah, go have a meltdown later. But, yeah. but during, during the, the time, uh, you, you do what you need to do to, to stay calm and, and get the job done. So, um, anyway, I, I think that, you know, maybe a little off track, but I think the, the point being is, is that this don't wait to do things. Yeah. Don't, don't wait for the time to be right. Like another like relevant example to us, like we had Logan when I'm 44 <laughs> because probably in large part, because I was reluctant waiting for the right time, whether, you know, whether that was for us to get married or that was for us to uh, have a kid, like, but, but like, like I couldn't, like, I couldn't love them more. Oh, for sure. Like, I just, I couldn't be ha- like, I couldn't be happier that we have our kids and glossed over the fact that we were together for nine years before we got married yeah. for anybody. Yeah. There was a, that. we've, we've, we've yeah. been together. You mentioned since Forever. 2000, since 2008, right. basically, but um, yeah, we've, we've only been married since 2017. <laughs> yes. Ooh, I think about that, 2017 <laughs> question mark. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was a long time and, and that was, we, we don't, <laughs> we don't need to necessarily get into all the ways that I was broken before meeting Casey, but, yeah. um, needless to say, she has saved me in, in many ways, but, uh, the point is the waiting, waiting yeah. to, you know, waiting for the perfect time, the perfect time doesn't exist. So what's better is to figure out, okay, what's important? What do you believe in? And then just, just get in work. Yeah. And, and, and she's right. Like, I'm not going to do anything poorly. I'm not, I I just won't do it. And so I'm not, I'm not going to do anything halfway. I'm not going to do, which includes the real estate. And and I mean, it includes being a father. It includes, I'm not, I'm just, I'm not going to do those things, which is probably some of the times that why I have hesitation. Cause I'm like, what if I can't, what if I can't be the perfect dad, like that kind of thing. But, but the reality is, is yeah, nobody's perfect. There is no exact right time. And and so you just, you just do it and you, you do the very best that you can. Mm -hmm. And you be honest with yourself. If you're, if you are doing the best you can, if you're, if you're giving everything that you have to it, um, then, then that's what you do. And, and end of the day, like when I, when I do come home from work and both kids are squealing in happiness and like, yeah, it's, makes me feel like I'm doing okay, I guess, but <laughs> I, it's, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it's, 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 the, it's a struggle, but it's yeah. the, the waiting, but the, the point, I guess I was trying to make is that the waiting I waited now I'm now I'm 47. We have a 10 month old, like she's not even going to be in school and I'm going to be 50. Mm-hmm. And so where that hits me is I waited all this time. Like, am I going to see, am I going to see them graduate from high school, college? Am I going to walk Ava down the aisle? Like things like that, that, that then in hindsight, I'm like, why did I wait? Like on the, on the real estate side, like we were, we were in Charleston, we were in Charlotte and Charleston at potentially the greatest time in the history of the world to buy real estate. Like, if we had bought <laughs> one one apartment complex back then, like it would be 
worth like probably five or 10 times worth what we would have bought it for then. It didn't know any, I didn't know anything. I didn't know about that then, but, but the reality is, is the point is, it's like people are waiting and worried about what's happening in the market right now. And, you know, as, as Warren Buffett says, you know, be, be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy. And so to me, I'm like, this is, this is it. This is the, this is potentially the opportunity we thought that was going to happen at the beginning of COVID and it got bailed out by, by the stimulus money. Well, now the stimulus money has caused this tremendous amount of inflation that's scaring everyone. And so it was delayed by a couple of years, but I think th- this may be the, the opportunity that, that people were uh, thought, thought was going to come then. Um, anyway, regardless, I think, you know, sort of back to the, the point here is that it, it's, it's hard to be, it's hard to be the, the spouse of an entrepreneur, I would imagine, yeah. It, yeah. especially if you're not like, you know, not specifically wanting to be in that business. Like, like I understand the mobile surgery stuff because I, right, that's, right, what, that's right. my job. Yeah. And she, you know, and just, so just I, for the I record, like with that. she, she helps that run much better because I, I the fact is you just can't do it all yourself. Um, the real estate stuff I knew less about. And I know I do think that I will be able to participate more fully or at all, <laughs> really. Um, probably as the kids are a little bit older, it's just, it's hard, like having been home with them. And, you know, sometimes you're drowning some days with two little kids around. Mm-hmm. I say you, I meant me. Um <laughs> With the, other moms, with all other, moms other, other moms, other parents yeah. understand like that. Anybody like, who's home with kids, yeah. it's a lot and it's exhausting and it's frustrating. And the idea of taking on more things kind of made my head explode a little bit, the idea of it. So have I been as involved with the Lark Capital as much as I, in theory, would have been like I was the mobile surgery? No, but I think it was, Ooh. I couldn't take on more yeah. outside the home type business um right now with the kids i think yeah if we didn't have older kids and, like right if we didn't have the kids or different. if they're a little bit older maybe they're in school then i think you know i have maybe perhaps a little more time on my hands to help you with tasks but yeah well i think i mean it, and again it's like this is the whole this is the whole point like we could we could wait we could have waited until right. the kids were gone we were like in school full time we could have could have waited until the pandemic was over but like when the kids go to school they're going to have stuff right they're going to have sports sports and- music friends activities like all of this stuff like it's not like they're going to go off to school and then we don't have to Do take anything. care of them anymore like that's <laughs> that's in like 20 25 years yeah. and 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 the thing is like if if in 2020 which we literally sat around and talked about this we thought the pandemic would be 2 months long Oh my God. Which is laughable now, but yeah. we thought, oh yeah, yeah whatever it was, March or whatever, April. We're like, it'll be over by the summer. Well, here we are two years into it and numbers are going back up in certain places. So it's not like, it's, it's, it maybe now it's going to become endemic and it's just going to be a part of life, but like the flu is. But like, but the point is, if we had waited these two years, it would have been, we would have missed. We would have we would have missed out on the opportunities that have already happened for us, right. and and those opportunities have now led to, the, and this is something that I haven't talked about yet, but uh, I'll be leaving my W two job in 
over end of May. Yeah, month, month and a month and a week, something like that. Let, end of May, June, June, uh, Memorial, basically. Memorial weekend will be my the end of my me having a W2 job. I won't work for anyone else. Um, which is exciting and scary. <laughs> yeah. But right. I was like, I'm not sure which one is the is the top of that list. It's exciting, also terrifying, you know, when you have again, this is like. I have kids, I have a family, I have you and them to take care of. Like I, those, that's daunting to me, but if, so if we didn't have these two years of, you know, sort of proven success in both businesses, the real estate and mobile, I would, I wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel confident enough to rely on those sources of income to sit, to, support our family support my lavish lifestyle yeah <laughs> neither of us yeah. we're wearing the same shirt, same shirt. like yeah. it's yeah. <laughs> this is uh we don't we we fortunately don't have lavish lifestyles no, which i think it. helps a lot but um but we we will we will always spend money on what is important correct and that is supporting the family and experiences mm-hmm. and we have that's another thing that's exciting upcoming is we have basically not gone anywhere <laughs> for two years. Like uh, our kids are too young to be vaccinated. And again, we, we you know, uh, this isn't to be a discussion about what you believe in. It's just, we believe in the, the science and the keeping our kids safe. And so we've tried to do everything that we possibly could and make those decisions to, um, have that in mind with that in mind and so you know we're sort of uh excited to actually do some traveling in (laughs) in the in the coming months which is also exciting and terrifying at the same time like i I just but um yeah i mean i i guess i what i wanted to do with this is is get your your perspective on all this and i know that this is a podcast that people are going to listen to. So you're probably being nicer about it than <laughs> some of your thoughts you've had along the way. Uh, and I, Oh no, no, I, I I'm not, this is not a, not a criticism. I just, yeah. um, I think, you know, we've, we've had a rough day or two along the way and, oh, for sure. uh, it's, but I, I mean, it's been a challenging two years, like just yeah. at, in the world, but yeah, for us marriage wise kids with business, like that, we, Life was obviously much easier before we had kids and before the pandemic. You had so many other factors to consider. Yeah. But but I think it's an interesting point that you bring up that, which is true, life was so much easier. But then I, I look back at that time and I'm like, we didn't take advantage of, we didn't take advantage of these opportunities that we're taking advantage of now. For sure. And that's, that is the whole I mean, that's it right there. That's exactly why the back of these shirts say, know your why. That's why this is the name of this podcast is because it wasn't until that little boy was born Ooh. <laughs> that I realized like what, what really mattered for me. So what, sure. what really mattered in it? And we, we joke, you know, that, that it's, I always say it's the kids, but I think that, I think that they changed they changed everything for, for both of us. Like, oh, I think, yes, yes. which I meant, maybe that happens to every parent, but like, it was, it was a transformation for sure in what, 
what I wanted to accomplish and what I felt was possible to accomplish. Priority because, shift. Well, yeah, and it, but like, I don't like. I would literally do anything for. Them. I know. <laughs> like it's just yeah, and I know I know you would too, and it's like, that's what we 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 talk about this a lot, and it's like, I you know, you don't. Again, maybe it's every parent. I don't know, but like, I would. Any like, I would. <laughs> I would die for them. I would kill for them. I would give them an arm. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like I, whatever it, whatever it took to, for, to, to take care of them. So, so then when it comes down to working a little extra and, and yeah. getting up earlier and whatever, like that's easy. It's not easy. For you. It's I not. I get up early. <laughs> right. I know <laughs> getting up early is not your thing, but I mean, my point is, kids. my point is that, you know, you, you just, well, it makes its perspective. It puts everything oh, else sure. like in, you know, it's like the stuff that used to bother me and annoy me before I'm like, whatever the stuff, like them having a cold and not being able to fix it for them. Like that destroys me that thing. You know, listening to them cough at night. Like I'm awake all night. They're not even awake. They're coughing in their sleep, <laughs> but I'm awake listening to it and and wishing I could fix it for them so it's just it, it just changes it for you and so that it's been a you know that's it's it's been the why behind behind all of this so well let's go to the questions oh good <laughs> the questions that I ask every guest so okay. everybody knows my why it's not a secret um, I guess my I've why. talked about it over and over again. Well, why don't you why don't you tell us? Because that is the first question. What is what yeah. is your why? You and kids. I mean, it's easy. You three. You're my people. My, you know, the lame, the reason I get up in the morning, albeit too <laughs> early. But you know, I just literally the reason you get up in the morning yeah, literally, because a little boy I'm shows up, up yeah, at your bed. Woken, <laughs> talking or in our room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have given me the ability to, I don't know, think and feel about myself differently. I, I just feel like I've been able to more efficiently and effectively stand up on my own two feet and be my own person and um, just not take crap from people if I don't want to like you give me the confidence to not be a people pleaser like I used to be but um I taught you how to Bellario <laughs> yeah you did um I don't know you just you have never given me a reason to feel unloved or uncared for and I know like you just have always supported me and been there so just makes Makes it easy to go through life when I know I don't have to worry about that. Um, sappy alert. Um, <laughs> Feel sorry. free to edit that out, yeah. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. So like I said, you and, and you've been supportive. I mean, obviously being a mom has been challenging for me as well. Like just, you know, we don't live near any family and, you know, two young kids is hard. Um, I had some postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety and you know, it's a whole other, that's a whole other podcast on itself there. But these kids, like they 
are literally the best thing that ever happened to us. I mean, I know for me and I'm, I know for him as well. So they're my wife. You know, you hear, you hear Logan say, I love you. And you're just like, no, oh. it makes up for all the time he was being a jerk earlier in the day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. They, can, they really, they really can flip that switch because you're like, they're a toddler and you hate them. And then they, and then they're like, I love you, mommy. Can I have a hug? And you're just like, and yeah, it's worth yeah. it. It's all, all right. worth it. All it's yeah. fine. I'll forgive <laughs> Um, yeah, and the the little crazy haired baby who's just yeah. a bull in the china shop yeah, with she, the best smile. She's gonna be the bruiser. Yeah. So there we're why. Okay. Okay. Next. Second question. <laughs> I don't know if you'll be able to surprise me, but tell us something about yourself that mm -hmm. perhaps isn't common knowledge. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about this and I don't know that there's anything that you don't know. One is lame. I thought about is I love puzzles. Um, there's probably like my immediate family and like, you know, this, but, um, something I learned maybe, I don't know, five or 10 years ago, going to the beach with some family, they would bring puzzles and I started getting into it. And like, I get obsessive about them, like obsessive and we'll do it. I mean, I can't do it anymore with the kids, but we'll just sit there for hours and obsess over them. But you can because Logan has, has I know Logan uh, has started it, so it's been nice. Yeah, he uh so uh, brag on our son a little bit. He's <laughs> like it's sort of freakish how good he is at puzzles and and so uh, we went and got him some uh bigger puzzles. bigger puzzles, like more more pieces, whatever, whatever like higher age groups and stuff like that. And he still like he still can like blast through those too like it just kind of amazing so i've never uh <laughs> grandparents think that their grandchildren are amazing like no matter what no matter what like like specifically grandparents have this extra level of they're amazing my mom has been saying logan's a genius basically since he was like born which at what point you know and and i point do you know that right i do tend to be uh i guess realistic about I don't know. Like, I think my kids are cute, but I also feel like there's probably biased. And so it's, there's like, I try to, I try to just not <laughs> say those things, but he's amazing at puzzles. <laughs> I just like, I, I don't have it. It's like, I don't know what else to say. He just like really, really amazing at puzzles. And I love watching him do it because yeah. Oh, yeah. he'll just like, also, if you don't watch, it's already together. Mm -hmm. Like he puts them together so quickly that you don't, if you're not looking at him and watching it happen, you think somehow some adult ran in and put this puzzle together, but I couldn't do it as fast as he could. So I, I don't even know what it, but it's just, it's a really cool thing. And I think, I think that's a, a, a very, a very cool answer. I'll add something to this. Um, hey, I was, I had one other thing I thought about that was probably more fun. Go ahead. I was just going to say, sorry to all the other moms, greatest mom ever. <laughs> I, like Thank you. that you may not know this, but greatest mom ever. Good luck competing, other moms. There's <laughs> <laughs> a high bar set here. Yeah. What was your... Uh... Uh, the other thing was that we got married over Skype. That is true. I thought that that's kind of a neat little fact yeah. I've thrown out before. Yeah, things... Uh, yeah, th also, <laughs> that's a forgot funny, about this story. Have, yeah. That wasn't part of it. We, yeah, our, we were uh, supposed to get... I mean, we did get married. We were supposed <laughs> to get married. Really? We were supposed to get married on September 10th. And... Uh, we were supposed to get married in Charleston. Sunday. We no longer lived in Charleston. We were supposed to get married there on September 10th. And uh, 
Hurricane Irma, mm-hmm. Irma, yeah, came through and and shut everything down that week. Uh, no, no flights, nothing. Like you couldn't. We the almost we almost couldn't be together because I had gone to Boston to go to a Patriots game for my bachelor party. And then was, we were going to fly down and meet in Charleston. Luckily I was still able to get to Charlotte where she was. So yeah, kind of a crazy story. Uh, and we eventually had a ceremony like a week later, but our, yeah, the Thursday after, but our, our friend was, we had already asked him to be our, uh, officiant for the wedding. So we, he Skype, he Skype married us, right? I don't know how you would say that, but we, he said that we did the whole thing over Skype. Um, because I'm not brides, I was not bridezilla, but what I really wanted was to get married on the day that we wanted to get married on. And it was yeah. Sunday, the 10th. And we weren't in Charleston, so technically it's probably not me. But uh, <laughs> um, don't tell all 300 of you yeah, the download don't, don't tell don't, anybody. Don't. Um, so we were at least able to say the words and have the do the vows and all that stuff on the 10th like we planned and then we're able to have the ceremony on the 14th so but all in all it turned out beautifully we had a few less people than planned but it was fine it turned out beautifully still still great happy to do it so there those are my things okay uh obviously you knew that but yeah i knew that part but um i mean i don't know if you want people to reach out to you but that's the next that's the next okay okay Via him, sure. Yeah. <laughs> any any further questions? Any further? I mean, I suppose, well, yeah. If you have questions about the mom stuff she talked about, I can, you can put me in touch. connect you. Yeah. Uh, she does not want to put her. I'm not a. She's, not a, she's not a social media, media uh, giant person. Anymore. Okay. What piece of advice would you give to people? We'll change it a little bit from normal. What piece of advice would you give to people who are in a relationship with someone who is an entrepreneur in terms of their own success, tolerance, whatever, whatever word you want to use, but just uh, the, it, the dealings with that, that you know, you, we were talked about, you're not, you weren't necessarily like into this. So yeah, yeah. what would you, what um... would you say? I guess maybe this is a lame thing to say, but communication. Like, I think, I think it might be something that you, maybe you know something about it. Maybe you don't either way is fine, but asking the questions and telling them how you feel, asking for what you need. I think, I think we're, I'm maybe not always very good at, saying what I need because I tend to just defer to you I'm like okay you want to do this great have at it and so maybe don't let it be don't let it fester don't let don't let resentment build up don't let frustration things like that if you have questions have concerns have anything just say what you need to say don't be afraid of it ask what you need to ask if you just need to get something off your chest if you you know probably a lot of it I just felt lonely or left out or whatever obviously I had a thousand other things to do but we weren't doing this together which is how we normally did every other entity or every other project it was together this one was not really together 
So we had to figure that out. We had to figure out how to navigate that. So I guess long story short is just don't be afraid to communicate what you need, ask for what you need. Just keep the line of communication open. Try and learn something just in an effort to be supportive. It might help you. Like when I can actually answer your questions with an educated answer, his mind is blown <laughs> because I listen True. sometimes, True. sometimes more than others. But um, I think just try to be supportive. It may not be something that you understand at the time, but if it's something that's realistic that you can take on, go for it. Figure it out together. I think the the, the point about communication is, is great because I think the communication trying to define define roles mm -hmm. right like like you're not you're not necessarily working actively in Lark Capital but I I still consider Lark Capital a family business and you're a part of the family business yeah you're you're just the CEO of house of the house. <laughs> and so the, house. The, the COO of the house, whatever, whatever uh, you want to call it. But, but basically the, the point is talking about that stuff, communicating because it's the, the fact is it's, it's lonely on both sides. For sure. Like it's been lonely. I under, I totally understand why it's lonely for you. It's lonely for me because for really the same reasons, you, you know, usually we'd work, we're working on the house together. We're doing it together. And instead I'm trying to do this thing that I passionately believe in is good for us and our family. And you not, you're not always involved. You're not involved. You maybe don't understand you're, you've got other stuff, you know, that you're busy trying to fix. So it's like that, um, keeping that communication and like just telling each other how you feel, making sure, you know, we, we, I mean, we haven't been good at it always either. Like we've, no. we've, recently instituted like definitive date nights so that we like actually because like it's easy to not spend time together when you have the two kids like it's just without aside. them um so maybe managing your expectations yes yeah, yeah but i think yeah the, the communication because i think what has happened and i'm sure this happens to everyone is you reach a point of you're tired frustrated and upset and then it all just Boils comes over. exploding out of you and then the other person has the same level of tired frustration and upsetness. And it's like, bop, 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 bop. <laughs> and then you got to figure that out where if you just did it right. first, it would be doing it in advance would be ideal. So yeah. it's, it's a, it's a work in progress. It's not, sure. it's never going to be perfect, but yeah, the, the communication piece of it is, is huge. So I try to, I do try to tell you everything that I'm doing, even though you may not, want to hear or understand because I, I want, I think it is, it it's is important. helpful that we, that we talk about it. So, yeah. Well, okay. anything else you want to talk about? Mm -hmm, I think so. Okay. Happy 100th. Thank you. You Thank made you. it. So maybe she'll listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Again, uh, if you get the opportunity, please go, um, like subscribe subscribe comment to the podcast uh we hope to get it out to more and more people and have a great rest of your day thank Thanks. you for listening Bye.
I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.